This episode is brought to you by Eufy Video Lock. Eufy is a smart lock with 2K cam and doorbell that's a three-in-one triple security, so you can have everything in one device rather than install many pieces on your front door. It's not just for security, but it's also for convenience. No more concerns about losing keys. You can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. It's easy to install and set up with just a Phillips screwdriver. It's got keyless entry, so no more fumbling for the keys when your hands are full. It also has a rechargeable battery that could last around four months, and you'll get low battery notifications before it runs out. Passcode unlocking with a remote control with 2K clear sight to see who's at your front door and control from anywhere through the app. And with enhanced night vision, you can have optimized view even in the evening. No monthly fee, unlike other brands that will charge monthly fee. You have your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage. This is the future. This is everything I love about what's happening with doors. In my opinion, this is an absolute no-brainer. I'm telling you right now, this is an absolute no-brainer. We installed them in the house, and it makes, especially when you have a family, it makes life so easy, so secure, so safe, and once again, so easy. Search Eufy Video Lock, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Hey guys, brand new podcast, and these are bonus podcasts. This is in celebration of a show that's big in our house called The Runaways. Uh, Halston's in the man cave with me. Leanne's not here. She's picking up the girls. Uh, but I did a few of these, a few of these interviews with some of the actors from a show that uh, we love in our house. The Runaways is a, is a show on a Marvel comic book that was turned into a TV show on Hulu. And uh, it's about these six kids who find out that their parents are supervillains and they have to fight their parents to save the world. It's just, it's a Marvel comic. It's fucking fun. Uh, it, it's important to me because a few Christmases ago, I was at a loss of what to get Georgia for Christmas. Someone, I think another comic, I wish I remembered who it was, told me about this comic book, The Runaways, and that teenage girls really like it. I hustled. I found the book. I, I talked in this podcast to Renzi, who is my guest today. He plays Alex Wilder on the on the show. Um and in, in arguably, in my opinion, the lead of the show. The yeah, show's, he's the main character. Yeah, the show, show's based around him. Uh, not based around him, but he is the driving force. He's the protagonist in the show. Um, I forgot what I was saying. What was I saying? Uh, that Anyway, anyway I, I hustled and found this book. Yeah. It was a big... I tell him this in the podcast. I had to drive out to Glendale over Chris, like the day before Christmas and get to a Barnes & Noble, and I bought all of them. I bought all the Runaways, and I brought them back. I wrapped them up. I gave them to Georgia. Her friends had told her about the book, and she just lit the fuck up, and it was like a great Christmas. And she read the first edition uh, in, in instantly, like Christmas Day, and was like, she'd come out to the man cave. She was a little girl back then. I missed this so fucking much. And she would tell me about what she read and why it was so cool. And I... It, it just meant a lot to me. And so when Georgia found out it was turning into a series, she was like, we can all watch this as a family. And we were like, yeah. And you know, in a weird way, maybe this is what, why this is so important to me is it's like my last grasp onto my little girl of being a little girl and wanting to sit with her dad and watch a TV show, you know? And so, so it's a cool show. We love it. And I just wanted to introduce it to you guys. And if you guys like it, maybe you can watch it with your family. It's, I would say PG 13, but Isla watches it. But, you know, I say fuck a lot in my house. And uh, 
So, but it's uh, check it out first. But it, it, it's totally kid friendly, in my opinion. You know, I wouldn't go too young. But uh, and so I'm very lucky to be in the position where I can reach out to some of these actors and have them in my man cave. I don't think I don't think any of them really knew what they were getting into in the form of a podcast. I don't think uh, with Renzi, who's on today. He had only done one other podcast and he was doing it as a favor to a friend, he told me later. And he was like, I, I didn't even know what it was. He like, I don't think he really knew what it was. And when he came into here today, I think he was really caught off guard to be sitting in a man cave with a 46-year-old man who knows who he is. Yeah. I literally, first thing I said, what did I say to him? I go, you're like, we don't get starstruck off in this house. Yeah. And and dude, to see him with his hair, like yeah. his hair was up, I was like, fuck. But, uh, but you will find this kid to be an absolute joy. He's 21 years old, okay? He's had like, I think, three gigs in Hollywood before this, maybe. This is maybe one of the biggest things he's done. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's absolutely the biggest thing he's done. And he is he is drinking it in, and he's and you can see this, him taking sips of life right now, trying to figure shit out. He's such a wonderfully humble, genuine, just, he's got his head on right. He grew up really rough. They get into that. Yeah, we talk about that a tad bit. He says one of the funnier things. I tell him he should do stand-up at the end and use one of the things that he said in this. It's like, I, that would definitely be a fucking bit. Yeah, we're going to make a clip of that and put it on Instagram for yeah, sure. He is so... He's And he's from... We grew up in the Bronx. He, tell, he talks about all this, but he grew up in the... Born in the Bronx, but grew up in Florida. And I grew up in Florida. I grew up playing baseball. You know... And today, in a world of self-promotion, I'm guilty of this too. I'll tell you things and candy coat it in a fucking, in a George Washington kind of way. To Because I always say I speak in hyperbole. But I speak in hyperbole in like a hyper-realistic way to, to really jazz the story into your ear. He tells it so matter-of-fact that I, I was like, that's almost, like when he talks about and then all of a sudden, I just wasn't good in baseball anymore. Like, I just, yeah. I'm like no one would say that. Everyone would just be like, you know. And then I, 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 I kind of felt, I felt myself being drawn into another. But he's a great kid, man. I can't wait for this kid to blow up and even bigger. You know, I kept thinking that the whole time. What yeah. if I'm sitting across from like a young Leonardo DiCaprio? Oh, he's this kid's a, this kid's a star. Yeah, I mean, let's call it here right now. Yeah, I'll, I told him. I said, I'll give you my number. If you ever want to promote anything, I go. Even if you don't have the time to come out to do the podcast. I always promote your work. So he plays Alex Wilder, uh, who is the protagonist. Alex is uh, is the one that he talks all about this, but he is the protagonist of the show. Like I said, Runaways is out December twenty first on Hulu. Check it out with your family. Check it out by yourself first if you want to. By the way, check it out. Just check it out. You yeah, don't have, to have to do. One. You don't have to do it with your family. It's a good fucking show. Well, watch season one before you listen to this. Yeah, or just watch, just listen to this. Oh, yeah, just yeah, listen to it. Just listen to this, and then <laughs> check out season one. Season two is out December 21st. Ladies and gentlemen, from our favorite show on television right now, The Runaways, Renzi Please. You are officially the youngest person I've ever had on my podcast. No way. Yeah, yeah. Here, move the mic right up to your face. I'm just allowed to drink alcohol now. Oh, that's right. You're 21. Yeah, in the last two two months. Yeah. Wow. Exciting stuff. Dude. It's a freeing feeling. Dude, I have so many questions for you because at 21, Mm -hmm. what is this like? It's a dream. I mean, I I didn't have this dream until I turned 18. 
I didn't start acting until my junior year of high school. I didn't get an agent until my senior year of high school. And uh, within a few months, I started working. Two, three years later, I'm here. So it's like, to me, I played baseball all my life. I'm Dominican. You know, I played baseball since I came out of the womb. My dad put a baseball in my hand. So since then, I've been doing that. And then to kind of have that realization, because it's such a tough thing at 16, at 15, at 17, and make that decision of what you're going to do for the rest of your life. But yeah. I started thinking about it, as tough as it is, as crazy as that sounds, to do that um, for everyone who's turning that age. I tried it, you know, I freaking did it, and uh, the first thing that I tried doing to see what I like to do, I fell in love with. So I just got super lucky. Uh, I was very fortunate that I found what I love to do at such an early age. Thankfully, I was also not terrible at it, so I started working, you know, pretty, pretty quick. You're phenomenal dude i watched some of your those i don't know what they are but they're like solo you just deliver it looks like you're delivering a speech to your stepfather or a drunk oh, father or the something. monologues those stuff. monologues man yeah that was that, my yeah that they're was my moving here thank you that's so nice of you thank you that was a competition that i did here in la um it was my senior year of high school. I just started acting like maybe seven, eight months before that. And uh, I found this monologue. I did this competition. My acting teacher co sort of brought me to this competition. And uh, 1,100 kids in LA, all high schoolers, only high schoolers allowed, auditioned for it with a monologue. You get through a certain few rounds. And once you get through the rounds, you there's two winners. And you get to perform in front of the Walt Disney Concert Hall in front of 2,000 people that day, um, like a few months after you auditioned. So it's like that was the most nervous I've been because it's such a like dramatic thing you got to go through in the place you want to be for it. And uh, I kept slipping like in and out of like focus and like literally moments before I walked on stage, I like didn't have it in me to like actually go up there and try and be real with it. I would yeah. have to pretend and I, in whatever it's acting and so like, you know, it gets touched. I don't want to sound like a douchebag, but it's like uh, you want to, you want to feel real when you go out there. You want to yeah. feel anger if you're going to play anger. And I, I'd been in it all day. Like I'd been stewing in it like, oh, oh, oh mad, mad, mad. And I create this world around me where my dad's this asshole and this is what I am. This is my life. Um, and I kept slipping in and out where I'm like, no, you're actually just going to perform in front of 2,000 people. Like in reality and then this fake world that I've created yeah. kept like slipping in and out of. And so that was so nerve wracking where I'm like, fuck, I'm going to go out there and look like an idiot who's yeah. like trying to pretend to be all angry. Thankfully, by the time I got out there, I felt really angry. So you murdered like, it. I watched you. it. Like I act, uh, but I'm not, I'm not an actor. Like I, I just do it for like a check. Like, right. I, like I just <laughs> do it. Like I, I do it like, cause I mean, at the, at, when I started this business, it was set up that that was the goal. Like we didn't, there were, there were not all these alternatives as a comic. You, mm. you got a sitcom. That was it. That's how you're going to gotcha. make big bucks. You weren't going to make it touring. You did, and then that was it. You, they even dissuaded me away from being a host. Like a, I had my own late night talk show when I first started. Really? And they dissuaded me. They're like, you don't want to do that shit. And then, so you always acted. And I didn't, I didn't really enjoy it a ton. Uh -huh. I liked stand up. And now the business has shifted where it's like, I don't even know if I'd, I don't know if I w would act. I definitely wouldn't act on something I didn't write, you know? Yeah. But, uh, so wait, so you were born in the Bronx. Yeah, yeah, I was born in the Bronx, um, like the Washington Because I want to get to Florida, because I grew up in Florida. Did you? Yeah, yeah, what? that's why when 407 came up, I went Winter Park. I was like, oh, who? it's got to be someone else. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's, yeah. Why, that's why you said Winter Park. I'm like, why did he just bring up where I used to live? I was like so thrown. I was like, okay. Yeah. So because you, you know the area. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So grew up in the Bronx and then came down to Florida. I read that and immediately I thought West Palm. I thought that's where you your, your, your family moved. No, we uh, went to Winter Park, Winter Park, I, Florida. I'm yeah. amazed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, 
uh, we went from New York City, a bunch of Dominicans in, in the Bronx, um, and my family didn't want me to go to school out there. They hated the cold because we didn't live in a good area. We were we didn't have a lot of money. Like we lived in the projects in in, in New York. What so was that? What's that like? Um, I mean, it's it's. How old were you when you moved? I I was young, but we moved to just a different project housing community in Florida. So it wasn't like it wasn't like we stepped up or anything. But um, I, it was. I mean, it's not you know. I, I'm lucky. I, I, I was never unhappy as a kid. Never. Yeah. I can never say that. We Sometimes we didn't have enough money to keep the lights on certain days and weeks. Sometimes we didn't, we didn't, you know, couldn't. I've always had food in my stomach. That was always, I always had that. I always had a roof over my head, which is great. But uh, my mom would work three, two jobs. I would stay at home alone. You know, we had to make ends meet, whatever. Um, but it's not, it's not, it's not a fun place to live. You know, I tried staying kind of away from that that environment my mom tried keeping me away from that environment just because brothers and sisters no just me so just oh, me and my child. mom yeah yeah and so we Where's did your dad in Dominican Republic no he he moved with us he was in New York City moved with us down to Florida they split up like within a year of us getting there if I remember correctly yeah within like pre-k they split up me and my mom moved all around we moved back to we moved back to Pennsylvania for a little bit uh Harrisburg we moved within some family we moved back down to Florida I had seven different schools before third grade we were just moving 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 um and uh until around middle school I started getting settled in one school I went all my middle school years in one school which was great but it, none of them were in the place that I lived all the schools around me where we lived in Orlando in Winter Park um were like DC schools and my mom didn't want me to go in there she wanted me to get a better education and be around you know better people and so she just we she took me to Seminole County I don't know if you know that yeah 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 we lived so just a different county we had yep. to fake our address in order to, for me to go to that school just because she didn't want me you know in, in that area and so I mean it was it was a lot but she did a lot for me you know she she helped me out. she gave me everything I needed and I think a lot of times all people need is it isn't money it isn't whatever I'm young still and I don't know the, the keys to life yet but I think uh, a simple answer is just love and and if you have that with, with someone else if you have that connection with other humans with other people uh, i think you'll 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 be pretty happy you'll be all right yeah did did uh, did were you aware of being uh, broke as a kid? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't ask for anything. I, we didn't have birthday parties. We didn't have Christmas. We didn't have any of that. You know, you didn't just, ask for anything. No, I never did. And my mom is, and my mom and my dad were super grateful for that because they tell me like we don't know what it is, but as a kid, you would never ask for anything. And because I, I knew we didn't have any money, you know, I saw it. We we didn't have money, and it wasn't like a thing where I was like, mm, we don't have any money. I can't ask for this. It was like we better save up. I don't have any money because we don't, you know, whatever. I, I never. I have never been a thing for like gifts and getting gifts, or but it also turned on me backfired because I'm I'm shit at giving gifts too. I can't think of anything, and I never I, I don't know what to do. So like Christmas is coming up. Oh, that's so fucking yeah, funny. I can't. I don't know what to do. My oh, I have that's a, so funny. My girlfriend. We've been together nine months. I love her, and I don't know what to get her. I've been asking like all my friends like, what are you guys getting? What are you guys getting? What are you guys getting? I have no idea. Oh, dude, we'll figure that out by the end of this. Yeah, yeah. Please. We'll bring Leanne in here. My wife. Yeah, it's, please. I'm telling you, man. How old's your girlfriend? <laughs> She's twenty. Twenty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got I got five months on her. We're all. She's turned twenty one in February. Did you meet her out here? Yeah, 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 yeah. I met her out here. She's an actress too. Nice. And so, so at what, like, what were your plans after high school? Did you, were you sitting there like ninth grade, 10th grade? I was sitting grade? there fucked is what I was sitting there. I didn't know what to do. Really? Uh, my freshman year, I played baseball. My, when I was position? in Florida, I played second base in nice. the field. Yeah. Where, where's, what school? 
I played in 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 Florida. I played at Edgewater High School, yeah. and here I played at Santa Monica High School. Oh, you, oh, that's right. You came out here to finish your high school. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I came out here Santa myself. Monica High. Yeah, exactly. That's got to be culture shock. I want to talk about that in a second. Yeah. So, wait, but Florida baseball is competitive as fuck. Yeah, I grew I up was playing shit baseball on that team. I, grew, I yeah, was bad. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I you're Dominican. I know, and that's why it was <laughs> so embarrassing. Uh, I was, I was like, I should have been the best one on the team just by default, and I wasn't. Um, I, I, I was like, I, I growing up in little league, I was the man. You wanted someone to lead off your team. You put Renzi there; he's getting on base. Yeah. You want, you want that middle infield locked down. You put me in because I'm locking it down, and I and I carried that confidence with me right into high school, and that did not work out for me. <laughs> it was terrible. Uh, I was like, I, I was normally the fastest kid on the team. I was like middle of the pack. I couldn't throw for shit. My arm was so weak, and I couldn't hit for a guy, for nothing, and so it was terrible. Uh, but uh, I came to I came to LA my sophomore year. My parents had my stepdad had a potential job out here in LA, and he came out looking for a job. Didn't get it, but they were like, "We love LA so much. We want to move. Do you want to move?" So it wasn't it wasn't hopes of acting. That no, you, it just was like they just said, "You want to go?" And I was like, "Hell yeah, I want to go." I just switched schools again. I had done all my middle school in one year. My mom met my stepdad, who had a little more money. Thing, he's the one that made this whole trip happen, this whole vac- this whole uh, LA thing. And so, we went from my school to Edgewater, which were two different counties. So I didn't know anyone at Edgewater. I had just gotten there. My best friend, who I'd made that year, was leaving to sophomore year as well. So I was like, "Hell yeah, let's get the hell out of here. Let's go to LA." Yeah. We went to LA. I joined the baseball team, and again, I'm not so great. I barely even make the team. I shouldn't have made the team, but one of the coaches, uh, shout out to Tony Todd, he helped me out because uh, he, he saw me, he loved me. He was like, you know, no, I, I go up to him, I'm like, hey, like, is there any way that, like, um, I saw the list and I wasn't on it. It was like 10 kids on the list. I was like, oh, come on, I did the tryout. But uh, I was like, anyway, he goes, what do you mean you didn't make the team? And I was like, oh, dude, like, you know, what it had happens, but anyway, they didn't make the team, but anyway, I could help out, you know, I just wanted to be a part of something. And he's like, you come to practice today. You 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 come practice. Come over here. It's three p.m. Do a thing. I was like, okay, cool. And I like got my shit and I went over to the park at three and I did the did the tryout and I got a couple hits and I fielded very well. I had like the best try, not the best try, but I had a good I had a good little tryout there. Yeah. And so they they got me on the team. Whatever I'm on now. And uh, I started getting better. I started really putting in work. I started staying three, four hours after practice to where you can't see the ball anymore type of thing with me and my, me and my uh, I guess I call him my brother now, Wilder, me and my best friend. Um, that's where we met. And then uh, by my junior year, I'd gotten much better. I was had a hell of an arm. I still can throw harder than I can, than I used to. But uh, I didn't like love the sport. I didn't love it. I didn't want to spend the rest good. of my life doing it. Um, I'd spend my whole life doing it. But I didn't want to keep doing it, so I started looking, like, what am I, what am I going to do? What can I do? Um, like, in L.A., it's not so... I think in the back of my head, I've always wanted to act. In Florida, there's no way in hell I was going to act. Yeah. They're just uh, socially, you'd be, you'd be dead. Nobody wants to, oh, what are you, uh, you know, can't even... The words, the things that they'd say, you know... Comp- you, can't, you can't say them, I'll say them. Yeah, yeah. Everyone just call you gay. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. I exactly. mean, when I was a kid, if you said you wanted to act, they were like, huh? Yeah. I thought you liked girls. And you're like, no, no. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's just real. No, and, that's and how it is. I understand the, the. I understand you're a lot younger than I am, and the, the wokeness that rides on someone like your shoulders to make sure you say the right thing and don't say the wrong thing. But there's a reality in life, also, and you can't ignore that reality. Right. It's like it's like when you coming out here, and I'm I'm curious to know, coming out here as a young Dominican kid, where the predominant my buddy, my best friend's Cuban, okay. and when he came out here. He was like blown away that no Cuban guy in Florida. You know how Cuban Florida is, right? And he had no. There, everyone was Mexican, 
and everyone just assumed he was Mexican and he used to drive him nuts. Every, he, was, no. he, he was like, I'm not Mexican, I'm Cuban. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, you don't you don't mix up Latinos. Yeah, yeah. But what was that like coming out here as like probably the only Dominican kid in all of that high school? I'm I'm sure of it I was. Uh, I didn't see another one if there wasn't. If there was. And coming from the Bronx, even down to Florida. Florida is a very diverse Latino yeah. population. Uh, we we found our Dominican uh, community there, especially my dad. My dad makes a thousand friends a minute. And so he found all his Dominican buddies. And I grew up around Dominicans and with Dominicans. My grandparents are Dominican. I grew up all around Dominicans. Yeah. Come out Speak here. Spanish? Yeah, yeah. First language is Spanish. Claro que sí. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, came out to LA and no Dominicans. Yeah, bunch bunch of Mexican people. And um, yeah, that was different for me. It was uh, like immediately I hit like rock bottom schooling wise. In Florida, school is a thousand times easier. I don't know what it was. I did school in Florida A's without even doing a single ounce of homework. I come here, still didn't do any homework. So granted, but. I C C's. I got a D in geometry, C C C B, and if I'm lucky, an A in like gym or something. Yeah. It was like tough for me, and that is something that I'd never dealt with before. Was doing bad in school, and I mean, it seems like oh, not a big fucking deal, right? Whatever. But to me, that was the it was terrible. Like I wanted so to go to college. I didn't end up going to college, so I'm fine. Um, but I wanted to, and I had dreams of, and then that was all kind of being shattered by the fact that I couldn't pull my grades up, and I tried. I really did. I just couldn't figure it out. Um. It was mainly geometry. But anyways, um, yeah, I came down here and it was weird, but... Uh, to not have that, like, instant community. Yeah. You know, it's it's when, you know, when you go in, especially when you go into a school and you see people like you or you can or you can slide into Spanish, which, like, growing up in Florida, that was all... I mean, I, I, we spoke Spanish playing baseball. I mean, I, I still, to this day, I can't do it now, but there's phrases we'd say playing baseball growing up. That you just say them in Spanish. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I caught a kid who's uh, Basque. He was from his dad was from Spain, oh. so his dad would just and his dad didn't speak that good English. So he yelled him in Spanish. He yelled him in the stands. So, yeah, yeah, so I had classic. to. If, I had to know what he was saying. And uh, <laughs> and but it was Florida. We all took Spanish when we were, like starting in like fifth grade. Right. You, you take. I think you started in fifth grade. You get Latin first in fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade, eleventh grade, twelfth grade, and Did then I everyone that, that whole boat. Everyone that went to Florida State took Spanish every fucking year. You went to Florida State? Yeah, I went to Florida State. Oh, I've heard that's a good time, dude. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> that's a. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing that I feel like I missed out on in college. It's just, it's just like uh, the the fun, like the good times, the party. It's, like I'm just getting into it, where like I like to go out and have fun, and I like yeah. to dance and you know meet people. And I feel like I I missed out on that. Little. You didn't miss out on it. Here's the thing I'll say. Um, I remember coming out here. Like I didn't start this business until I was 26, and so. I remember coming out here hey. and being like my one of my one of my friends was a uh, guy named Dane Cook. Oh, hell yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, I'm, 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 I'm assuming you know him, but I didn't want to assume you did. And so, and he had moved out here, and him and like another friend of mine, Jay Moore, had all they'd all moved out here when they were like eighteen, nineteen, twenty, and they and their careers were so blossoming while I was just finding my footing. At like 30 years old, they're all, I mean, movie stars. And and I was like, like movie stars, like movie stars. Right. And then I remember being like, fuck, man, I fucked up. It's just, a, it's just a different shift of experiences. You know, the things you'll experience out here are so globally different. Meaning like 
culturally different. Your DNA will shift because of your experiences out here. That a kid from Florida State, I'm not, I'm not shitting on us kids that went to Florida State, right. but your your perception. I mean, this is a perfect example. This is a joke I, I put in one of my specials. I didn't know growing up. I'm 20, I, I learned this when I was 29 years old. I didn't know that Japanese people couldn't understand Chinese people at all. I thought they were similar languages, like like Italian and Spanish, right, like pantalones, right. pantaloni, yeah, yeah. or like New York and Boston, like, hey, back ahead, go fuck yourself. Right, right. I found out they were totally different languages one night, and my buddy's like, you didn't fucking know that? And I was like, no, how would I? I went to Florida State. There was, <laughs> like, and that, that's, right. So those things that, that yeah. you'll experience in life are so, you know, you'll... you'll be spiritually awoken way before uh, a kid your age that's going to a state school. Right. You'll be, you won't run yeah, into Yeah, you're right. Many, it's experiences. It's, it's the dude, things that, that hit you, that, that that life just kind of brings you to. You just can't let you, this, I mean, we're gonna, I want to get back to you, but you just can't let this business fuck you up and it can fuck you up so bad. Yeah. I mean, it's, dude, I'm 46 and I've, and I, man, there's times where I've been, sitting in that chair right there just handing my head going the fuck am i doing like i'm putting all my emotions in everyone else's hands i'm putting my career in someone else's hands it's really i mean it really is kind of it can yeah. be a mind fuck and, yeah. and and don't even write out the drugs and alcohol and the women and the hangers-ons all that shit but anyway yeah not yeah. to not to like depress you about the business no 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 but but uh this is good i need to hear it. but um so so then so then you, you just started acting straight up out of Santa Monica High School? Yeah, yeah. My junior year, I did a play, House of Blue Leaves, and it actually worked out for me because I did the audition, and I thought it was pretty decent. Um, and then uh, it was like a one, I ended up getting like a one-line part, which for me, I was like through the roof. I was like, yes, I'm in the play. Like, I'm in. Like, I, I made it. Yeah. Um, and the kid who had like, I guess the one, the second male lead dropped out because it wasn't the first male lead he wanted a bigger part um yeah yeah high school drama you gotta you gotta you gotta know about it and so uh so i so he drops out and i get it now because i was the third well i was like the fourth male lead but anyways i get that part now um and so now i have a pretty good part in the play and i'm even happier so we do the the months of rehearsal months of rehearsal and during the rehearsals when i knew i was like i fucking love doing this stuff i was like what is it what is it about acting that you like i like i don't know man and i've dealt and i've asked myself a couple times like what is it is it just like the the is my so narcissistic that i just like the tension that i like performing that's that's okay my me and my youngest daughter isla there's a thing where when that when I, I have a hard time sharing the stage with people because I, I want, I need it. I just need it. I'm the most comfortable I've ever been when I stand do stand up. Yeah. I can be nervous as fuck about my flight Sunday morning, but the second I get on stage for that late show, the second they say my name, it disappears and I'm more comfortable than I've ever been in my entire life. Wow. Yeah. There's something about it, but I, what, what do you It's very similar, I, but I get nervous even before I do it. Like if, if I know I'm going up, I'm nervous, I'm nervous, I'm nervous, I'm nervous. Once I'm on there, once I'm doing it, all that fades and then I mean and then this is like my world and I have this platform to to take people on a journey somewhere and it's kind of like this opportunity to here here you go 
we are listening, do what you're going to do. And it's that kind of, like, I think performing in general. I, if I can go do a karaoke in front of seven of my friends, I'm just as happy if I'm doing it in front of a camera, you know, for a Marvel TV show. Yeah. Like, I just love to perform. Thankfully, the Marvel thing pays a lot better than the karaoke does, so I do that. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's, it's, it's being a part of something bigger in, in general that, that gets me going and the fact that I get to perform, that it's, uh, you know, people are listening to me, what I have to say and what I have to do. That stuff is exciting for me. So it was doing that that then I knew. And then when I got my first laughs on, on, on stage, um, it was, I didn't even know it was funny. I'm sitting there crying about the loss of my wife who just blew up in the elevator. Very dark comedy we did for high school. <laughs> she blows up. I'm crying. And, uh, and it's really the, the, the reaction going on between the lead and me. And I'm crying, I'm crying. And he's like, hey, it's going to be okay. And going back and forth for like three, four pages. And they are die. Anytime I sob, the louder I sob, the louder they laughed. So I started figuring that out. And like just getting those laughs, it was like euphoria to me. You know, it was yeah. amazing, that feeling. Um, and so, th so then I knew. I was like, this is what I got to do. I ended up doing the, uh, what was it? My junior, my Oh, the musical that year too. And now the way it worked in, in high school, at least in mine, teacher plays favorites. And so uh, yeah. at the beginning, I wasn't going to get a big part. I was going to get the one line job, right? Because uh, I didn't know. I didn't take any of the classes. I didn't do anything. Um, now that she knew who I was, she saw what I do. She gave me Scarecrow in The Wizard of Oz. And uh, yeah, yeah. So right up that's to the That's a big top, role because that's physical. By the way, I just watched The Wizard. <laughs> My daughter Isla was, was uh, Professor Marvel and, the, and Oz. Professor Doctor Doc, Oz. Doctor, yeah. In, in the, is yeah. It doctor, that's a. Is it, is it, she was that? Oz. Yeah. In the in the in the in Wizard of Oz, she was yes. Oz, and then the the the. Ooh, I'm reading your at the very beginning of the play. So I just watched that yeah. play. The scarecrow. Oh, you, she was doing it. Yeah, she was doing it. She just did the play. Where? Uh, right over around the corner. They do like a kids play. The that's kids awesome. at their school. And. Uh, but yeah, that that bitch was elbowing motherfuckers <laughs> out of her way to t to steal us i see a woman <laughs> she like it, it it but and whereas my other daughter georgia is just like i would rather be directing the play or oh, painting yeah, the yeah, backdrop yeah. she's the like scenes. i don't need to be in front of anyone huh. but um scarecrows are really oh, the scarecrow in the line tin man it's not that hard of a role i think you know right right scarecrow in the line are really hard roles <laughs> the, they, were, they were fun man i mean it was fun for a lot of it because uh the the musical aspect to it um that part kind of scared me because i'm not i'm not a not a great singer. Yeah. I think I can I can do okay. I'm not great. I'm not good. I'm like decent. Um, I was decent enough to get the part, I guess. I got it. I did it. I, I, I liked it a lot. Um, I did, honestly, halfway through it started grinding on me just because it's such a, like a kid's thing and I was just starting acting and I want to get deep. I want to get into character, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I didn't want to do The Wizard of Oz, but I had a good time anyway. I got on stage. Though at the time, it was the biggest I performed in front of. And then um, my senior year, we came around and I did um, a, a play that I got a pretty good part in. Yeah, the Clyborne Park is the play that is, is what it's called. I did, that's the year I did the two competitions, the August Wilson monologue competition and the Spotlight competition. And then that very year, I got my agent. Um, I got my agent like d December of my senior year. So just before the second semester started. Oh, yeah. By about a month in, I'd gotten a job. Thankfully, I'd gotten a 10 episode recurring on Casual, a Hulu show. And then that took me out of school because any excuse that I had to get out, I was going to do it. And yeah. so I could have gone, but I'd rather have just done it independently and done it on my own and finished up. Yeah. 
still got my diploma thankfully still got to walk with the class and everything but i dropped out i didn't drop out but i stopped going to school um and i started just working and doing that and auditioning all the time auditioning 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 while i was doing casual i did the two competitions um and while i was doing and after the competition i got teen wolf while doing teen wolf i got runaways it like all happened for me like in literally the span of a year yeah. i got everything that i you know wanted no what's that what's that experience like for your mom Oh, that's that's the that's the best part about it is getting to see her go through it because it's exciting for me. Yeah, I you know it's my life. It's changing right before my eyes. But for her, it's it like, always will, brother. Yeah, yeah I bet. <laughs> Wait, you have kids? Yeah. <laughs> you drive into the airport going, "Fuck, what did I do? There's no turning back." <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, um, kids. What a conversation. Yeah, but so what that's was your mom? Later. What was the what was the experience like to witness it through to see your mom? Oh. It's like, it's, you know, because for her, it's seeing her son who we both went through the toughest of times now has a billboard at LAX or something. You know, it's like, what are the odds that something like this would happen? She always says it because I always believed in you. I always thought that you would do great. I didn't know that it could be this fast, that it would come this quick. You know, yeah. being on a show, your own show, a Marvel show of all that. So it's like she was very excited about that. I actually had a video. Um they called me to get tell me I got the job, and I was like through, through the roof excited. I don't want to see that mosquito get you bite on. I'm but fine, it, don't you're worry. Good. Um, through the roof, I'm happy, happy, happy. I go outside to my living room to tell her, and she, and I I see Michael, my stepdad, uh, working in this office space, and I'm like, oh, where's uh where's my mom at? And he's like, oh, she went to the grocery store. I'm like, oh my god, like I need to tell somebody now, now, now. I go back in my room, I just like circle the room 50 times so she gets back. She gets back. I said, set up a camera to capture her reaction in the doorway. And uh, she opens the door with the groceries, sees me, drops all the things and says, you got it. Like she, I didn't even say a word. She like knew just by like the look on my face. We'd been waiting for like weeks about the call. And I'm just standing there like smiling and she drops everything, you got it. Yeah, jumping up and down, laughing, like, you know, having a good old time. Had it on camera, went to Europe, got my phone stolen, video's gone forever. Upsetting, uh, very, uh, that, that was probably like the worst three days I had in uh, in like 2018 was uh 2017 was that those those oh. but um yeah 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 yeah. but that was that's a different story but it's just amazing getting to see her kind of see her son do like I just want my mom to be proud of me I think in the end that's a lot what a lot of kids want if you have that love for your parent you kind of want them to say wow look at you I'm I'm, I'm proud to be your mother you know that kind of thing and, and even if I didn't get the job, even if I didn't have that, I know she still would be. But it's nice the fact that I'm doing what I love to do and the fact that she, you know, is getting to see all that and be on the ride with me. And, and from, a, from my perspective, as a, as a parent, you just don't... You, yeah, sorry for these fucking... No. I don't know what it is. No the, from my perspective as a parent, you, I, from, I, I have both sides. Like, I've seen my parents see it come out on my side where they're like I never thought this would happen and then to be a parent and go like I mean what the fuck are my kids gonna do like right. like you just and but you go I'm cool with it I love them I want them to be happy I don't really give a shit yeah and and to come from the Bronx to Orlando and then all of a sudden like Hollywood must have been your mom's the furthest thing from your mom's like what, what do you think Renzi's gonna do oh yeah, like anything but that. Anything but like that's. But she actually says that from a very early age, that she could see that I was gonna. She didn't know what I was gonna do. She knew that I was going to like entertain. She knew I'd be in the entertainment business. Yeah. Because I would, I'd get up and sing. Like I, I learned how to do this Michael Jackson dance moves at like seven. 
and I would light up a fucking party like it was my like it was my job. Yeah. I would go in there, I'd do the kicks, I'd do the, the fucking crotch grab, I'd do it all. Yeah. And it would I would I would, I would ignite the room. Uh, but it was it was a good feeling just get to get in front of those people and perform. So it's like since an early age I've been wanting to do that, just entertain. And I think she always kind of saw that a little bit in me, and she's always said that you'll be you'll do something in entertainment. So do you did you did you move out? Did you like go like guys? I'm I'm getting my own apartment. So that's how, this is how it worked out. So. Um, I lived within them with Santa Monica in Santa Monica while I got the job. While I had runaways. After that first season, when you actually start to see like a good amount of money coming in, then and I'm not rich or anything, but like enough yeah, to be able to move saying. out. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a living. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I, mean, it's I like, started. Uh, yeah, everyone, everyone listening, that it, you go. It, imagine it this way. I always say Hollywood money is like this. It's imagine if if you get a job for one season on Runaways, then technically, and I think for the most of us. You just got a job for three years, meaning you can you can live off that money for three years. Yeah, and then so when you have you're on season three right now, so then yeah. you go okay, I, I'm I'm taken care of for a while. I don't have to worry about. I can relax. Yeah, I can enjoy this job. I can do something I want to do. Yeah, I don't have to go into the next money thing. Yeah, exactly. And and you and and it gives you, you freedom. And when you're a kid, you go okay. I can I can lease a car. Yeah, I can I can rent an apartment. Yeah, you know I can I can. Wow, I can get I can get things I want. I put a down payment on a house. For real? I got a house out in Oh, well, I got a house That's out a- in the valley right now. <laughs> to be more broad. <laughs> yeah. That bleep out Beverly Hills. <laughs> yeah. Um that's yeah. great, man. Yeah, yeah. So I did the investment thing, right? To just not give away Super money. Super smart. Anyone. I gave away all my money when I was young. Yeah, that's I, what everyone told me not to do. Like, listen, your rent, you're just giving your money away. Yeah. I was like, if so you bye. can if you can save up enough for a down payment, which was always my hard part, because I was just going I was just tearing through cash. Uh, I'll tell you how much exactly I was making at the time. Mm-hmm. My first deal was and you're saying you were like 26 when you came out here? Well, I was 26. I got, I, when I got discovered, I was doing stand-up for six months, and I got discovered by Will Smith. And so I moved out here Shit. to do a sitcom for six figures, 100 and change. Uh, and I lived in the Universal Sheridan for seven months, and that deal kind of went away. Meaning we wrote the pilot, uh, Fox bought it, we didn't make it, and then it's just like no harm, no foul, fist bump, and you go on your way. And then I got... The very next year, I got another deal at CBS for a hundred and change, like one hundred fifty, seventy, or something. So, you, so now I've got probably three hundred thousand in the bank, and then I got, and then I get a TV show. I was making five grand a week, and I tore through that money. I wow. spent that money. So I it, I remember I had a business manager, and he was, and I remember at one point he's like, "Are you sick?" And I was like, what? And he's like, I mean, do you are you trying to get rid of this money? I was just, I would, no one ever picked up a check around me. I'd, I'd go to bars. I'd buy everyone drinks. No. Oh, dude, I was, I was embarrassed to have money, partly. I was embarrassed to be wealthy. Oh, yeah. And like, I was embarrassed. I didn't want people to think, I was embarrassed about it. I was like, I didn't know how to, I, to this day, I'm, I still have an issue with it. Like, I don't, like, if I had a friend who was broke and we were going to get drinks, I was like, well, it's not fair that. He's got to keep pace with me, meaning like that we're both like, I know he doesn't have any money. Right. And so I'd be like, I got this. And if we went out to lunch, dinner, I'd be like, don't worry, I got it. And I might, I, no one ever paid for anything around me. Wow. Adversely. Even like big groups? <laughs> Dude. Oh, yeah. so that's where I, I'll back out of that one. One-on-one with me and my buddy. He's going to college. I'll help you. I'll get him. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I'll get you a drink. Let's get a drink. Yeah. Uh, no, if, it's, if there's six, seven of us. 
Are we splitting this? How many ways? What are we doing That's here? That's very smart. Well, I think also you probably grew up without money. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Grew up, I grew up middle class. Okay. And so the second I got money, I was just like, I don't know. It's like if it's, it's middle class guilt or I don't know what it was. Did you ever look up at the people who did have money and be like, oh, fuck these guys. These guys are assholes. No, kind of no, no. I looked at them and I was like, and they always picked up the bill when I was around. Okay. So like if I was around oh, someone, so you like this is what they're this is what you do. It was you like got. trickle down. I, I I still pick up a lot of checks. I yeah. don't let a lot of people pay around me, but um. But now I but now I'm in a different situation. At that time it was a fixed income, and then I lost the show. And I lived in a I lived in an apartment. I lived in a house. I lived in Cecil B. DeMille's old house, um, in the hills. Whoa! Wait. Dude, so did you 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 bought the house with no, that money? No, I rented that house. Oh. I rented at least uh, the most expensive car I could find. Oh. Like in my, in my what I thought I was like a, a I'm well, I'm a single dude in L.A. and I buy a I buy an <laughs> expedition like a, the biggest truck you can find. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I just was and it was Roman like I, I remember I told my wife I met my wife still had money had done done a couple more TV shows still living in this house still. Now I'm leasing a Yukon Denali. Like, I'm, I'm just tearing through cash. And I tell my wife, let's go to Europe. Like, we just started dating. Like, let's go to Europe. How many months in? Over four, I'd say. Over four, and how long did you Over want to spend months. in Europe with her? Uh, we're going for the weekend. Okay, okay. I go, let's go to let's But go you to went Europe. to Europe for a weekend? Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Flew first class. <laughs> oh, you didn't give a fuck. You were, you were rolling, baby. You were moving. Yeah, it was great. And then, and then we got pregnant, and I was broke. Oh, no. My fucking business manager called me and was like, hey, do you have any checks coming in? And I was like, no. And he goes, you're out of money. I called my dad. No. I called my Did dad. Did you not know? I know dude, I didn't, I didn't look at my... Can I t- you wanna, let me tell you something I did that I pl- I I I pray to the Lord you never do. Hmm. I would get my financials every month. I get like a package explaining my my money, mm-hmm. and I never opened them. It made me nervous to look at them. I never once opened them. And maybe I should start opening them. <laughs> I gotcha. I listen. I advice taken. Dude, I I don't never, get anything in the mail, but I don't really look at my bank accounts. I shouldn't even say that because now someone's gonna be like, "Oh, this dumb fuck." No, 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 no. That is a, that is a the number one thing. I remember telling my buddy is this comedian named Tom Segura, oh, and he was he was like, "Don't like you know him. Come on, just I don't <laughs> know him. I know of him. <laughs> no, I'm joking. He's one of my best friends, and so uh, he uh, he is. I remember we were driving to Sacramento to do a gig and. He was like talking about his finances and how he saves money and how he's putting money away. And he was making like 700 bucks that weekend. I was making a thousand and I was like, and I had all this money in the bank and I was like, what, what are you talking about? I don't even, I don't even worry about any of that shit. I don't worry about any of that shit. And then when I ran out of money, I called my dad and my dad's like, I, it was like, I want to say it was the middle of the night. Cause I had called, it was the middle of the night in Florida because my, my business manager called me to tell me, Hey man, you're going to be out of money. You know, we're gonna, we got to write a check to the tax, to the IRS, and it's gonna wipe you out, and you need a little extra money in there if you're gonna survive. You're gonna get by for anything. I called my dad. George is gonna be born in a month, in a month, and I was and I decided to take the month off and not work because I was like, you know, I'm gonna be around for the birth of my daughter. I called my dad, and I was like, hey, he was like, I think he was asleep or he was having a glass of wine. I go, uh, I'm broke, and he started laughing so fucking hard. 
No and way. And I said, what, what's so funny? And he goes, you're a man now. Now you're a man. And he uh, hung up. <laughs> no. And I was like, wait, what the fuck? And he, <laughs> I, I sat there with that. And I, I, remember, I remember I got in my bed and I laid in my bed and I was like, oh my God, I have no fucking money. I have no money and I have a kid coming in a month. Oh, I was like, geez. what do I do? I was like, am I going to get, I got to get his job. I got to get a job. I was like, oh my God. And then all your ego gets involved. Like you're like, wait, I'm a fucking working actor comedian. Like yeah. I got to get a job. I got to get a job. And I, my dad called like 10 minutes later and he Jeez. goes, listen, don't worry about this. He's like, I will help you get through this month till your daughter's born. But then you got to, you got to, you got to hat in hand go to every club go to every you need to get yourself on the road and you need to work and let me tell you something that running out of money was the best thing that ever happened to me because i've never not paid attention to my financials since and i worked when georgia was born she was born on a on a tuesday and we had to induce labor to make sure that she was born on a tuesday because i had planned a two months of road work straight and so we're like, she needs to be born. She and I was, needs to be born now. And so she was born on a Tuesday. I got on a plane Thursday morning, flew to Miami, and worked that weekend. And every weekend after for like a year and a half. Every wow. fucking weekend. And to this day, I think I'm a workaholic. But like, I like I just go, I just go make make what is it? Make hay while the sun shines, you know. And know so it's it's like, it's, like, okay. it's like basically fucking work when it's sunny. Like. Get the work done. Get the work all this, while you can. Yeah. Get the work while you can. And, uh, but man, wow. Get, dude. So that fear was real. Take a, sitting in that bed for those ten minutes when your dad hung up. That oh was, my god, I was like, that was hard, huh? Yeah, but that that happens. Yeah, I'll tell you adversely. You know, you should definitely, you should definitely take a finance class. Like go, like go, go. Maybe, maybe online. Maybe. Maybe get like, uh, do you have a business manager? Yeah. Maybe ask. Well, the, no, no. I have like a fight. I have a, like a, you see, I need to know more. Yeah. I have like. Um, this is what happens to us, man. And this yeah. is the, you know, I think most people go, most people go, um, how can this happen to someone like this? Like to both of us. Yeah. Because they're listening right now and they go, I get a paycheck and I know where all that money goes. But. It's different for us because what happens for us is you get a lump sum. You get a, so much money at once that if we did what the regular person did where you just put it in a bank account, it we would be fucking up. It, so what you need is someone to start an LLC for you. You, you can't just go and start oh, an LLC. Oh, I have that. Yeah. yeah. You need someone to start an LLC for you. I'm saying to the people listening. Okay. We need people to set up an LLC, uh, find the p loopholes for our taxes where they go, hey, look, we're going to lease this car through your company and all the things. So all of a sudden it's like, and, and then when you get a windfall of money, you're like, okay. Why don't I lease my car through my company? It's, it's Sometimes it's not. It, it's, it used to be that way. It's not... It's not as easy as it is. Okay. It's not as easy as it, it was. was. Yeah. It used to be like back in the day, you just set up an LLC, you came up with the name of a company, and your company leased the car, and it was like a thing. Now it's like you got to prove that your company uses the car. It's like- I do yeah, use but it's Yeah, it's, but you know what? I'll tell you what. I'll talk to my, my business guy today and see if, and I'll have him I'll give you a call if you want and, yeah, and, yeah. and talk you through stuff. But if you took a finance class, like just a, a simple finance class, like- my buddy Tom is one of the smartest financial guys I know 
ever, ever. Now, his dad's a financial guy, so he kind of got it through him. Right. And it was ingrained in him to make sure you're tracking all your money. And, yeah. and I remember Tom being like, are you investing in your retirement? Tom was like 26. And I was like, I don't know, dude. I'm 30. What the fuck do you care about retirement for? Right, right. And, man, that guy's Tom is... Tom is taking Shit, care of financially. Yeah. I mean, he also makes it fucking... That's what I That's what I meant to say. Whatever that guy is, I have him. The guy who's putting the stuff into my retirement. Yeah. Retirement and short-term investments. Yeah. That was the most like exciting meeting I've ever been to. He was like telling me about all the money I'm making. You're like, I'm like, you tell me I can make money if I just give you money. I make more money at the end of the year. He goes, that's how it works. Yeah. I'm like, ah, I love this shit. Let's put as much in as I can yeah. now and let's just make it. Yeah. It's exciting. Like talking about make... Like, I don't know. I, I like to get the money. But once I get it, I put it in the bank account, and I don't spend a lot, and I'm not, I'm not a big spender. I, I live very comfortably, and I pay for my mortgage thing, and that's it, and I, you know, I don't pay for anything else, really. Um, I go have a fun at a Laker game every now and then. Like I go, I enjoy my money, but I'm not spending it crazy or anything. Yeah. Um, but if, it's, you can, if you can not get caught up with, with like keeping up with other people, like that's, you know, that's very like all my friends buy Porsches. And I don't, I'm like, it's not me. It's not what I'm into. Yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind a nice car. Like I don't mind having a nice car, but I don't need. Yeah. I, I like like I I have the show. I I do what I do. I have a like a twenty something thousand dollar. You know, like I financed the car. A used car I got from like 2016. Still, it's very nice. I love my car. Yeah. Nice little BMW, and I'm and it's nice. It's a nice car. It's not fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> I'm chilling. I'm it sounds like you that. got your head screwed on straight with money. I wouldn't. You I don't not, like to spend I was, a lot. I was a nightmare, dude. I feel uncomfortable spending a lot. Oh. Because I never get. <laughs> it's like that's not. It becomes an addiction. Sometimes yeah. it feels good when you just drop a big check on shit. Like, oh, dude, I don't you even miss get it? it started. Oh, I do. I do. Yeah. Shopping was an addiction, like to me, like I like buying stuff like it was almost like because i have a little bit of a junkie mentality of like mm-hmm. and to this day i'll get on like amazon and just start scrolling and just be like fuck shit, it yeah. oh dude <laughs> I, and i and then and then you know uh yeah it's so wait did did you think here's the question i wanted to ask you when i first yeah knew we were gonna sit down i was like when i was 26 27 i was I probably had the most instant success most change of life ever yeah and i remember being on franklin and uh and gower in my truck listening to ja rule in a in a in a in a jason william king's jersey and i was like i don't think i'm that happy oh really (laughs) yeah do you do you do you love it like are you is it is it everything you thought it would be i i i do love it i'm very happy that's the thing i I feel like before I got into it, I, I had a conversation with myself and I was like, you're not going to be happy if you, you got to keep the people that you love around you. If yeah. you do this thing, this, if you go on this journey with the people that you love around you, you'll be happy. Yeah. And so far I have been, I've kept my family close and I've kept my best friends very close and near to me where I can have a good time doing nothing. They don't care if I get the movie or not, you know, yeah. but, it, but I, I care and they, they want me to, of course, they're, they're supporting me, but it's like, I think I keep that core group around me. When, and then I guess that's cliche. Everybody says that, right? You keep the close people around you and you'll be good. But that is how I feel. I, I, I experience my journey with them. If I was doing this alone, I don't think I would be happy. I think that the fact that I have people who truly do love me and they're seeing me grow, that makes me... It makes me feel better seeing my mom know that I got the job than me getting the call that I got the job. Because it's like... 
I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the fact that there in in front of me is this this showing of how much love she has for me. It just yeah. in knowing that something good happened to me, she is through the roof, and yeah. that's what I love. I love that feeling of wow, someone cares about me, you know. And if you don't have that, then I feel like you'll be like fuck, like what what am I doing here? But I have that thankfully, and then I'm good. And I'm my I'm still like. This I feel like is the beginning for me. Oh, I think it. I, I definitely think it is. You're. I mean, for those listening, we should talk about. We should talk about runaway. The runaways. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're the. You're. Inarguably, the lead. It's. I mean, it's. It's about you, kind of. I, it's yeah. your journey. I mean, I. I'm. I'm. By the way, I. I you. I, I won't let you agree with that. I'll let because I don't want. I wouldn't want anyone else to go. Well, I see myself as the lead because I think you guys all have your own great stories. Yeah. But when you. When you look at the poster, you're standing in front. When you look at the, of the comic book, and you're the one that gets the group back together. You're the one that brings everyone back, back together, together yeah. to solve, to fix things. Everyone's got their own, everyone's split up. Tell, tell everyone, a, if you can, a little backstory yeah. about the story, about your role, about what your job in the, in the in, as you see it in, in Runaways is. Yeah, um, so it's, Runaways is kind of these six teenagers, rich kids, um, kind of grew up together and they're friends and then something terrible happens in their friend group and they all kind of disband and that's when we pick up the show is like years, years later. And so we pick up on um, like the two year anniversary of them having disbanded um, because of the de- of a death that happens in the group and then, um, yeah, Alex sort of feels... That's your character. Yeah, my character is Alex Wilder. Um, he's like this really smart kid... Um, but he's kind of lonely. He doesn't have any friends. He's kind of this loner kid. He plays video games all the time. And he kind of just wants his friends back. And so he decides, you know what? With, like, there's a little bit of push from his dad and his parents. Like, you know, go get your friends again. He goes and tries and, you know, rekindles that relationship. Um, or regroup them, better said. And uh, when they do, kind of, they sort of stumble across their parents doing this weird ritual thing where they're pretty sure someone got murdered and so it kind of it kind of poses the question of what happens and it takes place in the marvel universe so it kind of poses the question of what happens when you find out that your parents are super villains and uh kind of the journey that you have to go on of like is this really happening what is happening really and if the first season where the second season's coming out in December, if the late December, December 21st. And if the first season's kind of an origin story about these kids and them getting back together and they're finding their powers, the second season is like, we're taking the fight to them and we're fucking, you know, the, the, the stakes jump through the roof in the really? second season. Yeah, it's so we, really exciting. Well, can you tell me about the second season? Because we watched the first season. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, oh, to the point where I would go on the road and George would be like, Dad, Runaways comes out tonight. You're we're gonna watch it without you and I'd be like I was like the fuck you are I pay for that goddamn Hulu I'm you will not watch it without me oh, but we'd all great. get together the whole family watches no it together way. oh we love it man <clears throat> oh, that's Runaways was when we talk about buying presents I'm not good at buying presents oh. I'm good at spending money like I can but it's never something someone wants yeah, like yeah, I can yeah. overspend shit and everyone's like that's great but I didn't ask for that I don't need right, that right. Georgia uh she, I mean, I don't know timeline-wise, but I'm maybe sixth grade, seventh, sixth grade. Uh, she was like, she said she was. I, I'm really into this, uh, this comic book. Oh no way! And and it's one of my friends were talking about. And I think I want to start reading it. I was like, what is it? She says, Runaways. And so I called the comic book store, and he's like, Yeah, I don't. We don't have that, man. It's gonna be really hard to find. And I was like, Really? He's like, Yeah, you can get the complete season, but you gotta. Good luck. And I. 
It was right, it was like two days before Christmas, a day, and I hadn't gotten Georgia anything. Ooh. And I, it was, it's my favorite memory as a father. That's why I'm so invested in the oh, show. Wow. Is that I called around and I found they had one at Barnes and Noble in Glendale at the Galleria, and I was like, and the guy goes, "We got one left," and I said, "Dude, hold it for me," and he was like, "Okay," and I got out there, and I, I bought not only that, but I bought the whole. I ended up getting all of them, and I was like, "Nice." So I, before she even knew about the show, before, before she even knew about the comics, she had friend, she had friends that had told her about it, and said, and she's like, "I think I would like this." And you got, like, <clears throat> when a kid, it's really hard to understand. But when your father and your child says, like, like Isla came up to me the other day and goes, but it's it's weird because they're afraid that they're trying to be cool to you. But Isla goes, "What do you think about? It? Have you ever heard about a band of Imagine Dragons?" And I go, "Yeah." And she goes. I think I'm going to be into them. And I was like, <laughs> oh, clearly one of your kid friends has brought it up to you. And then you're running it by me as your dad to see yeah. if it's okay if you're listening yeah, to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <clears throat> her friends had said something about it. And she That's had, funny. she had, uh, she had heard about it and they were talking about it. And she's like, she goes, it seems cool. She was into comic books and she was like, the, all these kids are uh, fighting their parents and their parents are super villains. I think I'd like it. It's like a teen thing, dad. And I was like, Cool. So I hustled that that right before Christmas. I hustled and I got these books. I wrapped them. When she opened hey, them, yo. she lit up and she read them so quickly wow. and was like, Dad. And then she'd come back to my man cave and like holding the book. Oh my God, Dad, like you have no idea. And she would tell me about them. And I was like, yeah. Then we find out it's coming. She's like, Dad, it's coming out on as a TV show. I'm like, shut up. No way. And it was cool because like, I have, you know, it was comics. A lot of comic guys or comic book dudes, right. stand-up comics or comic book guys. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, my God. It's like massive. It's oh, like wow. massive, massive. Um, I mean, there's a whole stand-up show in a comic book store at Nerdist. Um, really? Yeah. And so... I had no idea. Yeah. And so I would share with these other comics that are into comic books. They'd be like, oh, yeah, Runaways is badass, man. It's cool shit. And so... When it came out, she was so excited, and then Isla started reading the books. And Isla's dyslexic, and comics for a dyslexic person are very, very difficult because uh. not only are you you're just every you're jumping everywhere. You're like motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we watched the first season, and I mean, I remember the first episode. Everyone's like, "All right, this is our family show. We're, this is what we're doing." No way. Once a week. And so yeah, so I said to Georgia, I said, "You know what? I'm going to reach out because I had a publicist. I was like, I'm going to reach out and see if I can get some of them to help them promote the season yeah. and just share it with other families. Like, because a lot of people that listen have kids and they're like, oh, it's, it'd be a cool thing for me and my kids to watch. Yeah, please. And so, watch. and it spread the word. And so, uh, have you seen the trailer for the new season? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Come on, bro. So, exactly. <laughs> So then, so, the day the trailer came out, you were there. Oh, no, Georgia came back and my trailer for the runway is out. And I was like, <laughs> okay, let's watch it. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Well, so then, if you so exactly, so then based on the trailer, you can see that the action is like they they gave us. I, I don't know if, what I'm allowed to say. I think it looks like we got a lot more money with the effects that we're doing and the the, the places that we shot at. Shot at Paramount this season. Last season we were like out in some warehouse in Tarzana. So it's like it's the show looks a lot better yeah. um, the story's like through the roof now because now we're on the run now we are the runaways we're fugitives you know we're framed for the murder and so we kind of have to deal with that then we have to deal with getting food we have to deal with getting shelter like now it's just survival while still trying to take down our parents because that's our you know one of our things inside it's like they did something wrong they think that they're gonna go unchecked fuck that we're gonna get them watching you versus your dad is really fascinating Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I think every kid's got this, like, time to stand up to my dad type thing. Every boy. Every boy 
as you become a man and it's so it's an interesting journey to watch you because your dad is played by a fucking badass yeah yeah he's a scary dude yeah yeah. and he just and he and uh spoiler alert to those you listening about season one but you find out he's got a really storied past in like in like south la yeah and so that's I mean, it's and been the whole world that I that his son didn't even know about. You know, yeah, he's keeping from him, and so then he, you know, at, at the, as the story goes on, the more and more he feels like, in a way, betrayed by his parents. It's like so. For one, you guys have been murdering people for sixteen years, <laughs> like that, like if, as if that's cool. Two, you're lying. Every the more that I find out about you, the more I find out that you do horrible and terrible things to people. So it's like I don't want to spoil the exact storyline, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But there's things in there that it's like. You shouldn't do that to other people, to other human beings, and and if you do, be you know, you're looked at as a piece of shit. So his son is sort of pissed off. If you liked the the conflict between the son and the dad, it's coming even more so in really? the second season. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you do, do what? Like, what's the camaraderie like on set? I don't. I want to get you out of here. I don't want you to be here all day. I'd talk to you forever. Uh, yeah. um, but what's the camaraderie like on set? Do you? Is there? How are the ages? Is every? Are all the kids roughly the same? We're age? all about. Uh, Greg is the oldest. He's twenty six. I think. That's now. an Australian dude. Uh, British. Yeah. British. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, the rest of us are about twenty one, twenty two, twenty three. Um, and then Allegra, the youngest one, Molly, is, I think, 15 now. It's her birthday today, actually. Happy birthday. Really? Yeah, yeah. We sent her a happy birthday text. Probably probably going out this weekend to, like, not going out, but, like, going to a brunch or something this weekend. Really? So you guys all hang out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. We love really? each other. Yeah, yeah. It's super great. I feel like I've made... Me and Greg... Greg's the only other guy on set, so me and him hang out all the time. I feel like I've made a brother in Greg almost. Me and him are super cool now. We talk all the time. Um, but with the rest of the cast, it's it's amazing. I love them. I love each and every one of them, yeah. Does, yeah, Greg, I broke my heart when I found out he's British. Yeah? <laughs> Dude, we... Cause I, cause we I, I, get, I get hung up on that shit. Yeah. We didn't know... Until like maybe a, a week and a half into shooting, because he speaks with his English with his American accent all the time whenever he's doing the accent because he wants to stay in it. Yeah. Um, and like at one of the rehearsal, we like did a rehearsal with the director one day. Like we we showed up at like the some a prospect studio or something, and they're just like, all right, Greg, show him. And we're like, what do you mean show us? And he starts talking in this British accent, and we think it's a joke. We're like, ah ha ha, very funny. And he's like, no, seriously, this is my, this is how I talk. I'm like, you are fucking kidding me. I'm like, for two weeks, you've just been talking in America the entire time. You didn't want to tell us. Yeah. And my friends had been asking me because I told them, I'm like, oh, you know, Wizards Waverly Place, Greg's on the show. And I'm like, oh my god, isn't he British? I'm like, no, 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 no. He like played a British guy. He's actually American. Coming to find out, like two weeks later, the guy's actually fucking British. Playing, and it, it freaked me out for sure. Yeah. He should have started speaking Spanish. Oh, this is how normally I speak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good. Yeah. And so, and so, what about the parents? Like, how much interaction do you guys have with the parents? Do you guys? Because you guys seem to... Most of your scenes are w- with you guys. Yeah, and it's been even more so in the second season. Because really? now we're not even living with them. Before, we yeah. had to share some scenes because we were there. Now we're not. And so I got to see them even less and less. But they're amazing. As people, I love them. We got to spend some long, long nights together um, for some of those scenes. And they're great. I love each and every one of them. You know? Yeah. What is it, what's it like when you go and shoot on some of those locations where the houses are multi-million? Oh, my God. God, I you can't believe that people actually live in these things. Right? It's like I I I walked in the house that I lived in. Alex Wilde lives in. I'm like, how am I supposed to make this like like how am I how, how does teenagers live here? Like what? It's like a paradise that place. It has this. You saw the house. So I don't need yeah. to explain it. In the no, first, very first episode. people listening. It's 
it's uh, how do you explain that? It's this huge m- mansion. It had Warhols in it, like original Warhol pieces. When we walked in, we had to take them down because we weren't allowed to use them. But like the type of people to have that kind of money, where the where it has this pool, like way over, like you can't even see where the pool is in the backyard. You see this entire backyard, and then this back house area, like like a, like I guess kind of like this actually, where it's this but massive dope thing, but like massive. Saw, yeah, it's, it's where you guys. The first night, I think you guys. I remember it really threw me off because I think. Uh, Greg's character had a cocktail he was like pouring a cocktail and I was like in my head I was like yeah that's definitely what I would have done in high school but he's doing it so casual I was like how can you have scotch who can drink scotch when you're in high school yeah yeah a couple times when we were drinking the hard alcohol like I never got to like not even pretend but when they were doing it I'm like I would definitely be wincing at that like I wince now and I well I just started drinking so I and I wince now but whatever um so yeah, 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 yeah. We were teenagers, but it's it's cool that they kind of incorporated kind of some reality. Some into reality of like it's like drinking. Clueless. Clueless. Uh, you probably never saw it, but it was a great Heard movie. It. It's a great movie. You should watch it. It's a great movie. It's a great movie because at one point they pass around a joint, and Alicia Silverstone says to her friend, "It's okay to take a hit, but you don't want to be like a stoner." Like, and, and I was like, "Yeah, that's how we feel." Like, <laughs> it's like if weed goes around, yeah, take a hit, but don't make your life about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but uh, yeah, those houses are just astronomical. Oh man, it's fun. It's fun to get to shoot in that because it's like you live like a king for a day. Yeah. What are those? What, what's uh, what's a shoot schedule look like for you guys? We shoot like six months. Um, five and a half months, uh, 12, 13, 14 hours a day, five days a week. 13 hours a day, five yeah. days a week. So you're on set 13 hours a day. I might, I, like, there's some episodes where I might get a couple days off and like, I thank the Lord because you just get so tired after a little bit. But there's, I've, I think in the second season, there were three episodes where I didn't get a single day off. And any of the days that I did have off, they would like bring me in for something or bring me in for something. Or, it was always something, but you start to like count your blessings any day you do get a day off because you're so tired. I love the job. I love going to work. I love doing it. Yeah, after so many hours, you just want to sleep. You know, you get home at six in the morning and you're like, Jesus Christ, I just want to go to bed. You go to bed, you wake up, you go right back to work for another 14 hours. So it's like, and then, then so you've been working from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. All of a sudden next week, all right, now we need you coming in at 6 a.m. to go to 6, 7 p.m. So it's like, it's brutal on the sleep schedule. That's what I learned how to, I learned how to like get my sleep in. Eight hours, I need my eight hours every night. And I, sometimes you just can't get them because your sleep schedule is so fucked that you can't get, you can't adjust. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's, 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 it's the game. That's what's, what do. what's, um, oh, what was I just going to ask? What's, uh, like, fuck. God, I hate when your fucking brain does that. Yeah. I, someone just did this to me yesterday. Were, are we doing a podcast? And someone was like, oh, I forgot what I was going to ask you. I forgot what I was going to ask you. And then he started asking a different question. I was like, that's not what you're going to ask me. And then he was like, <laughs> oh, I know what it is. Yeah. Who was it? That was, uh, uh, who was that? I don't know. Anyway. Um, <laughs> now, what what about when this is, by the way, what I was going to ask you. What do what what was... Do you, when you guys have time off, do you, are you still auditioning? Are you still are you trying to do other projects? Yeah, whenever it starts getting close to those last few months, then I'm auditioning. Really, I can't do anything at the beginning because they would start shooting by the time we're still shooting runaways. But like towards the end of it, I do start auditioning. I I like almost got like the best deal I could have gotten. I was literally finishing up runaways, and I was up for like two pretty cool movies. Both of them fell through, but yeah. like they would have been perfect. Like I would have ended Runaways and within a week been working on another movie, which is like what I would 
this that's like my dream to like Ideally, yeah. be working all the time on stuff that I really want to do. And so um, I guess I'm pretty close on, on another one right now, but that would, yeah, I, I, I don't know how much I'm able to talk about it, but it would be super cool. It would be actually, I could tell you like afterwards, but. Is that what you want to do? Is you want to do movies? Oh, yeah. do, you like, do you like episodic? Do you like. I like it. I love it. I, in my, in my, the dreams that I had when I came here, when I started was to be able to do whatever movie whenever I wanted with whoever I wanted. Yeah. So I want to be able to have that kind of power. So and then I, let's put this in the universe. Okay. Yeah. Right now. Let's do this. Let's do right now. Let's do 30 years old and let's do 40 years old. You, what movie do you want to star in right now? Like your role, your character, your, like you can even, you can even say like, like, uh, I want to be like in a diehard. I want to be like an action hero. I want to do this or no, or you go like, you know, did you see kids? I want to play that, you know, like in like that kind right. of stuff. What would you, what would you be your like dream scenario movie? right now? If I could do something like if I could have been in any of those, like, uh, have you seen, that's the thing. There, there weren't any kids in it. Um, but like the type of movie where, Christopher Nolan, that director. Yeah. If I could do anything like Inception, if I could do anything like Interstellar, if I could do anything like any of those big concept kind of really cool movies, I would do that in a heart. He's my favorite director of all time. I love that guy. Anything he does is like amazing. If I could do something like that, being like a big budget, really cool movie, I would want to do that. But that's the thing. I'd be just as happy going and doing, uh, you know, an independent movie that has a $2 million budget that, yeah. that, you know, it does really well at Sundance or something. Anything that I'm proud to be a part of, I guess, is like, I don't limit myself too much. If it's a comedy, if it's a drama, if it's something in between, as long as it's something that I'm like, this is a cool story, I really want to tell it. Whose career would you like to have? When you look at movie stars or celebrities, who's, whose career would you like? I wouldn't mind Leonardo going. DiCaprio. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He gets to do whatever he wants with whoever he wants, whenever he wants. Like, if you see the, 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 the directors he's worked with, it's like, that's what I want to do. I want to be able to make amazing films with amazing filmmakers. So what are your top five favorite directors? Oh, man. Um, Christopher Nolan at the top. That's a tough question. Say, say, say favorite director, favorite movie. Okay, so Christopher Nolan Inception, it seems like it was a movie for you. Um, I wouldn't say Inception. If, oh, man, Christopher Nolan. I would have to say, you see, I, I'm debating between the Prestige that blew my mind. Prestige when I saw is it. that the one with the magicians? Yes, dude, that fucking blew oh, my mind. Wasn't that, that insane? That blew my fucking mind. That's Christopher Nolan. That That's guy, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, what? I gotta look up Christopher insane. Nolan. That dude's a beast. He did. Is it sad that every time I hear the name Christopher Nolan, I think of Nolan Ryan, and I just <laughs> shift over and think of something totally different? Yeah, it is. Christopher Nolan. Robbins. Yeah. Christopher. <laughs> Uh, not Christopher Robbins. Hold on. <clears throat> Christopher. Oh, it's not what I thought he looked like. <laughs> he doesn't look like Nolan, Ro Nolan, Robert, Nolan Ryan at yeah, all. Yeah. Okay. Christopher Ro Nolan. The Dark Knight. Inception. Yeah. He Interstellar. He did Interstellar? Yeah. Dunkirk? Memento? He did Memento? Yeah. Did you see Memento? Dude, Batman Begins. The Dark... Dude, Christopher Nolan's a badass. What a beast. I'm telling you, people are... I don't understand. Like, he is my favorite director of all time. He just makes incredible films. So, yeah. So, like, if I could be in one of his movies... That's my ultimate dream. Is to be in a movie like, you know, one of his. Yeah. Um, Scorsese. I See, that's the thing. I guess, 
for whatever reason, Scorsese, when I saw Shutter Island, that shit blew my mind. Dude, that blew my mind too. I fucking so you love like those mental thrillers almost. I guess I think like to watch those the most. I've never been in one. I don't know what it's like to be in one. To watch that shit fucking sends me to another planet. Can I tell you, this is going to sound so stupid. You've probably never even seen it. Can I tell you what movie fucked me up for a week? Let's hear it. The Butterfly Effect with Ashton Kutcher. Wait, what? Dude, it's the dumbest fucking movie, but that <laughs> fucked me up. Dude, anything time travel, I lose my mind. Anything time travel. When was travel. this made? This was... It was... Hold on. I'll read you the thing. It yeah. was probably 2000. It's got to be 2004. I mean... I need to see. Is it on Netflix or something? Uh, is there I, anything I can see it? No, it's like at the very beginning of Ashton Kutcher's um, career. And it was like when he was doing... He was doing Punked. And then he was oh, like... Yeah, he. Yeah. I think he funded or sold this movie shot it and then and it just was it was really awesome it was dude it really messed my head up really i'm telling you, you got to watch the butterfly effect it's probably gonna suck now when you're gonna watch it now and go like jesus christ <laughs> now I'll, I'll check it out we'll see college student evan treborn is affected with headaches so painful that f- he frequently blacks out while unconscious, Evan is able to travel back in time to difficult moments in his childhood. He can also alter the past for friends like Kaylee, played by Amy Smart. That's how long ago it was. Amy Smart was working. <laughs> Not, I hope she doesn't listen to this podcast. Jeez. <laughs> Who was molested by her father, Eric Stoltz. By changing the past, he dramatically alters the present, and Evan finds himself in a nightmarish alternative reality, including one where he's locked in prison. So he goes back to try to help his friends and fix their lives, and in doing so, fucks his life up. And so he's trying to, yeah, yeah, and so he's trying to, but dude, that movie blew my mind. I like the time travel movies. I liked, I really liked um, Midnight in Paris, and that's like a time travel movie, but not like... Is that the one, is that on the train? What's Midnight in Paris? Guys, is it sad that all my movie references you probably weren't even born yet? What year were you born in? Ninety-seven. I, I made the butterfly effect. I was robbing trains in Russia. <laughs> I heard that story. Yeah, that shit's. Cr- is that all of that was true? The cop was at the end was like, "Fuck that bitch." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, dude. Yeah. Fuck. I gotta take y'all drinking one night now that you're 21. Yeah, hell yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I'm thought- not gonna be able to keep up. I'll tell you that. Me and my friends make fun of me all the time. I get, you know, I feel great. I'm feeling good, but I don't. There's no reason to black out. There's no reason to drink. I've never blacked out, and I'm and I don't and I don't want to black out. Yeah, just have a drink and enjoy it. Lighten up, and then go. Okay, I'm good. Yeah. That's what my wife does. My wife we went out. We went out last night, and uh, there's a bar by by my house. My wife and I were like. We'll meet up with our friends. We'll go over there. We'll get barbecue. We'll have a drink. Get barbecue to bring back to the girls and their kids. We'll have a drink, two drinks, order the barbecue, and then bring it home. It's great. And then we get there, and some of my friends uh, who we'll be doing a podcast with very soon are all um, are all actors and comedians, and uh, and the fucking night spun out of control. It's like I told my wife. I did a video on my so Instagram, and I was here. like, I go, Omar's here. You got to get the fuck out. <laughs> tome, tome Bell's going in for surgery. That's We're partying. Great. And so we all, and then next thing you know, I'm in my, my third bar at two in the morning, and me and my buddy are eating. Like, we just made it rain. I got like three different sandwiches and uh, ran into a bunch of other people. It was just turned into a, Jeez. and so like, so I you know. that you knew it. You saw it coming. You were like, oh. This oh, is I it. walked in. My buddy Omar, is, uh, he's in Ray Donovan. He's, he plays Cookie in Ray Donovan. Okay. And he's uh, he's in a new movie right now, a new TV show right. Now. He's a real, legit working actor. He was. I think I know who you're talking Omar about. Omar Dorsey. 
Uh, I'll show you. Good looking black guy. Yeah. 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 Um, so I walk into the bar. He, we, I, by the way, I see those guys at the bar all the time. I walk into the bar and, uh, I see him, I'm walking in with my wife and, uh, I see him and I get behind my wife and I start yelling cause I said, Oh, there's only like 10 people in the bar. And he's in a group of eight that fill up the bar. And I see him, I start yelling. And my wife's like, what is going on? And I start going, oh, my. Yeah. And then next thing you know, it was fucking. Yeah, yeah. It was a. It, was it gets a, rowdy. That's the fun part of Hollywood. If you can keep that shit in, in check. Yeah, yeah. But if, you, if, if that shit gets out of control, it fucks your life up. Have you ever thought about doing stand-up? Um, I, I mean, like, as a glance, like, oh, maybe I'll do. No, but never, never really. Should try it. Should try it. It would change your life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you know, I love to get laughs. I just, I that's a skill in and of itself to be able to write in the format of telling jokes. And I, stuff. I can already tell you one of your jokes. I grew up, uh, I grew up poor, and so adversely, I was never asked. <laughs> I never, I never asked for presents. I never asked for anything. So we didn't have any money, and my parents were always grateful about that. The problem with that is I'm not good at giving presents because I look at people who want a present and go, you selfish motherfucker. How dare you? Don't you realize that that's my money? Like, that's a fucking fun dude. As soon as you said that, that, it made me laugh so hard. Yeah, you could, uh, you. No, it's the way you present it. It's the way you do it. I got. If anything, you got to learn how to do that. I mean, yeah, I think uh, think plenty of lives are filled with. You should try an open mic, write some material. Write some material. Try an open mic. You'll be great at stage presence. You'll be great on stage, but try it. Just try it. Find an open mic and just try it. Because if you, if it's something you enjoy, and if it's something you are to see, feel that like and that like acting, like oh, this could be something, dude. At twenty one, you could change the fucking world. You could be the biggest movie star in the fucking world. Yeah. It was fucking game changer. Yeah. Look at Chappelle. Chappelle was started this at, oh, at like fifteen. Dude, he's the best. He's yeah. the best. That first joke, that the first joke he did on his last special is my favorite joke I've ever heard. How does it go? Kick her in the pussy. Oh yeah. You ain't never heard that joke. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah. dope. I pull out punchlines yeah. and I write a joke around it. So I kicked her in the uh, pussy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, that joke kills me. He is. Fu- he's kills fucking, me since the beginning. I started watching him at a young, young age, like maybe when I shouldn't have been watching Chappelle. Yeah. Um, I was like elementary school, and my cousins older than me were loving him. All his uh. What was it? Killing me softly. Is that one of his yeah, specials? Yep, all those, like all those early, early ones. Well, I don't know how early those are, but like those are specials. Oh my god, I was dying laughing since I was since I can remember. Yeah, I saw him at a party the other day, like at a Netflix special or something. Not a special, but like a event they were holding, and I just like saw him from as if from a distance, like in an awe. I was like, Jesus Christ, this guy, this legend, yeah. is here tonight. Yeah, he's the best. He's like a I, I always equivalent. And by the way, I mean I, you know. Guys like him, I think all of us in this business, myself, Rogan, Segura, Ari, Joey, all of us look at him and go, we, we're inspired by his writing. Like, it's, he's just so much fun to watch work yeah. because you watch him work and you go, I'm not writing enough. I got to write more. I need to fucking sit down and buckle down and write. And uh, and I always say running into him because you, you run into him from time to time. It's like seeing a great white shark in the in the in the in the wow. open. Because it's like all of a sudden he just shows up. And you're like, oh fuck, I forgot how he's famous you are, out here. dude. He's a he's the best. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio would be a cool career to have. Oh come on, yeah, you kidding? The, you, like the, the the acclaim, the I mean, he's and he's lived his life the right way up until now. I mean, he hasn't you know come out in any big scandals. Honestly, I don't know. 
with just like by sheer numbers, you'd think it sooner or later. But by sheer numbers is right. Yeah, just by that alone, you'd think like something would have happened by now, or something yeah. ugly would have come out. Well, I think he's. I think he probably was a good kid who was raised probably pretty right. Yeah, and he probably got was. I'm sure he had fucked up times, but it was fucked up times that everyone was having at that age. Probably really young, and I know he. I, I know he had. He was a little wild. I've heard they. Then his. What's his? Was his group called? And then they they named this. He he didn't name it himself. Apparently they call it like the Pussy Posse. <laughs> they were, I swear to God, that was like the name like the media gave them because they were just running rampant through New York. Oh. Their early twenties. Fuck. It's like the life of a young movie star who like made it. You know, Titanic is, and then he was. He said he said he's never experienced that level of fame, nor does he ever want to experience it again. That level of fame. I saw yeah. an interview once. Because do you it get, was insane. Do you get recognized? I get recognized every now and then. Yeah. 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 Do you I've like got it? recognized to the day. I don't mind it. I, I, I do like it. At the stage that I'm at, I like it. It's not nothing crazy where it's like annoying. Yeah. I got recognized at the urinal the other day at a karaoke bar. You're right. I was like, dude, give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm trying to shake it out. Give me three seconds. I'll be right there, dude. What's your go to karaoke song? Oh, I fuck it up. Um, I I go gold digger often. I do, I try and do things that involve the crowd. If the if if the people there know the song, it's gonna be so much more fun. Yeah. So I I mean I can't sing all that well, but I can like I have this presence and people love it and energy and they get up and dance. A lot of my friends like has donned me the the king of karaoke, and I take it proudly. Uh, it's probably better that my daughters aren't here because my daughters are broken when it comes to celebrity. Like they just it's it almost makes them uncomfortable. That like, cause like someone that they know, like there was, they used to be a fan of the show. Good luck, Charlie. And, oh, yeah. uh, and the, the dad came to a, a party of mine one time and I was like, Hey man, and this happens to me all the time. Uh-huh. So I don't mind asking people for it, but I know that, it, cause I know it doesn't bother me, but I go, Hey man, my daughters are huge fans. Do you mind if like I bring them over and just introduce you? I want to see the look on their faces. And he's right, like, right. yeah, fine. So I go and bring him over. I go, girls, come here. I want to meet my friend Eric. I think his name's Eric. I go, won't you meet my friend Eric? And he was like, how you girls doing? And they're like, good. And I was like, he's like, so you guys having a fun time? Happy for your dad? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, okay. <laughs> like, All right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, cool. Good. And then they leave. I go, I go, George. Yeah. I go, George. What the fuck? I go, that's the dad from Good Luck Charlie. And she goes, yeah, I know. I go, well, wait. <laughs> What, how come you just blew him off? She's like, what, was I supposed to lose my mind or something? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I would have lost my mind if I was a celebrity. Yeah, yeah. She was like, dad, I, he's on TV. It's not a big deal. And then I'm realizing, oh, I'm on TV. I guess it wouldn't be a big deal if your dad, if, if you see your dad get recognized life. and then you go, I don't want to. Like, Isla does not like that shit at all. Like, No. She, oh, she doesn't like, <laughs> she doesn't like getting shit because she gets, people recognize her. Because I talk about her in my special. Oh. And, and she doesn't like that shit. She goes, I don't like people knowing me that I don't know. I don't <laughs> want someone knowing me that I don't know. That's so funny. Yeah. But, uh, dude, uh, continued success on all this, man. Uh, you you couldn't be a more down-to-earth, oh, just you. humble, fun kid. And anytime you have anything you ever want to promote, I have an open-door policy. Literally, if you got something coming out and you're like, I'd love to get some eyes on it, dude, Anytime, I'll give you. I'll give you my number. Thank if you ever you, want to bro. go to the store and hang out and like come see some comedy, oh, that's my favorite thing to do. Yeah, yeah. I go to the improv all the time. Oh, I have do a you really? Friend, I have a couple friends that are comics, and they like give me the ticket, and I go in and I wa- sit there all night having a drink and just laughing my ass off. Well, dude, the improv, the store, any of those places. If I'm around, you know, if I'm not, if I'm on the road, it's a fucking nightmare to get right. me there. But uh, but if you see that I'm there and you want to come to a show, text me. Oh, and, yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
I and, love that shit, dude. Yeah, yeah. And I'll introduce you to all the guys backstage. Oh, and, that'd be too cool. But yeah, yeah. I, you're just, it's awesome. It's been a pleasure meeting you, man. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate it's, it. Yeah, continue success. Thank you. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.